Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Some people will stop at nothing to achieve power. On December 12, 1952, a man was born who would do the unthinkable to try and gain enough power to render himself invincible. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Ahmed Siraji was born on December 12, 1952 to a self-proclaimed Indonesian sorcerer who was known throughout the community as a person who could solve almost any problem with his black magic. A man who, along with his wife, ignored their son who was described as, quote, different, lonely, and neglected. Because of this, Ahmed, whose real name was Nazib Kaliwa, put school on the complete back burner and began his life of crime, serving 10 years for petty crimes and violence when he was just 19 years old. Less than two years after he was released, Ahmed was back behind bars for cattle theft. Upon his second release, Ahmed decided he needed to do something to shed away his bad reputation. He didn't like the way he was being treated and, in that moment, decided to follow in the footsteps of the father who neglected him to serve the rest of the community. The best way to do that was to study sorcery at the feet of his father, helping members of his community and, before long, becoming just as revered, if not more, than his teacher. They thought he had power to heal the sick, maintain a woman's looks, alter the weather, and rewrite a person's fate. And visiting with shamans like Ahmed was a way of living for the people of Indonesia. But in reality, he was much darker than anyone could have possibly predicted. In 1986, Ahmed had a dream where the ghost of his deceased father told him to obtain, quote, the saliva of 70 dead young women in order to attain invincibility. As his father and teacher, Ahmed took this prophecy to heart and, almost immediately, began victimizing the women who came to him, in secret, on their quest to find love, marriage, and good fortune. When that wasn't moving fast enough, he hired sex workers to fill in the gaps. For 11 years, Ahmed pursued, quote, invincibility, taking the women's money, offering them false hope, strangling them to death, obtaining their saliva, and burying them in the ground of a sugarcane plantation up to their waist with their heads facing his home, believing this gave him an extra surge of power. 
His victims ranged from 11 years old to 30, and in total, he killed upwards of 42 women and children. But it was his last victim that would ultimately be his undoing. On April 24, 1997, 21-year-old Shri Kamala Dari asked a 15-year-old rickshaw driver to take her to Datuk, the name given to the shaman. Three days later, Shri's naked and decomposing body was found in a sugarcane field by a man who, after digging her up with the help of others, called the police to come and investigate. When news of the crime spread, the rickshaw driver went to Shri's family to tell them that the last place he saw her was when he dropped her off at the shaman's home. The shaman, who was one of the six men who helped to dig up her body upon its discovery. So the police knocked on Ahmed Siraji's door and asked him about Shri Kamala Dari. He, of course, denied any involvement in her untimely death. But when looking inside of his home, they found her handbag, dress, and bracelet. This was enough for police, and he was arrested on April 30th, 1997. When he eventually broke down and confessed to the murder, this is the story that he told. Ahmed said that on the night of her death, Shri Kamala Dari came to his home saying that she and her fiancé had gotten into a fight and she needed his help getting him back and ensuring he would never leave her for another woman. He attempted to lead her out through the cemetery and into the sugarcane field for a ritual, but scared, she insisted that his wife accompany them. This is how she found out about her husband's deadly mission. She even helped him to undress his latest victim to ensure her body decomposed faster. He said that as he buried the young woman, he had to constantly reassure her to keep her from panicking. With each shovel of dirt, Shri became more and more petrified. It took him 12 to 15 minutes to kill her before sucking out the necessary saliva from her mouth. It was around this time that he confessed that Shri was not his first victim, that she was at the very least number 42. A total of 42 bodies were later excavated, but most were far too decomposed to render an identity. Police believe that there are far more bodies out there that can be attributed to the healer, with as many as 80 different missing females around the village being reported. According to Ahmed and his father's ghost, he was supposed to extract saliva from a total of 70 dead women to become a mystic healer. He was caught before he was able to achieve that goal, but admitted it took longer than he predicted to come across 70 women. He said his father never specified that he needed to kill these women, but in order to speed up the process, he took it upon himself to add murder to his mission. Ahmed Siraji was found guilty of murder and sentenced to death for his crimes. Initially, all three of his wives were arrested as accomplices, but two were eventually released after police realized they had no clue their husband was involved in such a monstrous act. The third, Tumini, the one who helped him to strip Shri Kamala Dari, was found guilty and sentenced to death. This was later reduced to life imprisonment. Behind bars, Ahmed Siraji stopped his work as a shaman and became very devout in his study of Islam, even giving advice to his fellow inmates. On July 10th, 2008, after being allowed to speak with his imprisoned wife one last time, Ahmed Siraji was executed by firing squad at the age of 57. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. 
If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.